So what's weird is, like, I've not actually been gone for that long. I didn't leave until Monday. Yeah. So I was only, and I came back on Saturday, so I was gone for, like, less than a week. But I feel like I've been gone for a really long time. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's been so long since we recorded. What is this nonsense? Even though it's been the Literally normal time. the normal amount of time. The normal amount of time. Oh, that happens a lot sometimes. Nothing has changed. Man, I think, I think it happens when the weather changes in the week. Like, you left and it was mm. snowy and you came back and it's fine. That's true. It was winter and now it's fall. Yeah, so it feels like it was some Days sort of weird... Days and seasons and years have passed. Yeah, we've gone... Uh, Got Forward. far in, far in the future or back in the past. There's no way of knowing. Hard to say. Hard to say. Uh, man, this is going to be a very casual episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Mr. Osiris and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fan cast. Yes, and we are in the the final episode we'll be reviewing of The O.C. Uh, for in- at least now. Until Riverdale takes its inevitable break. So we're, uh, we're being pretty casual on this one, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we're, uh... You know, I will say, I was, like, sitting in my house earlier today. This I was, is going to be loud. That oh, wasn't that loud, actually. That was not that loud. You should have hit closer to the microphone. Oh, probably. Um, so I was in the house earlier today cleaning, and I was thinking about the OC, and I was like, man, I know we're in the home stretch, because I know the last disc only has, like, three episodes, or two, or something. Two. Well, there's, two. there's, there's, uh, there's six more episodes after this one. That's right. But I was like... 25 episodes. I don't feel like we're in the home stretch. This does not feel like season ending territory. And then we watched this episode and I was like, ah, I see what you're laying down. Uh, I I see I see where you're going, OC. I'm... Don't like it. I don't like it. But you're doing it. <laughs> and whether or not I like it, you're going to keep doing it. Yeah, I can't control you. You happened mm, <laughs> 12 years in the past. Un- unlike our ongoing conspiracy, that... Uh, right, the Riverdale, the, sh- the concept of Riverdale is listening to us. Oh, we are in control of Riverdale, and we like it. Yeah. It, it, please join me on our conspiracy <laughs> Discord. I don't know. I'm really excited for the jokes we make this season that then somehow appear in the show. Um, I had an idea. Yes. Uh, something that we'll do that will, uh, for you in the audience, uh, will be a weird jump all of a sudden in this uh, take, but I wanted us to record a little beforehand because they released the tre- the teaser for season four. They did. At least I think they released the teaser for season four. If not, I'm going to be cutting all of this out. <laughs> no, they released it. And yeah. apparently they also released a teaser for the Luke Perry um, tribute episode, which I did not watch do- because I did not want to cry. They're doing a full episode tribute? I know that their plan is to kill him off, but... Well, he's a sweet, sweet man. Apparently one of the good guys in Hollywood. All right. Uh, I refuse to watch it because I'm not crying today. It's fine. I don't want, We don't need to watch that one. But I thought what we would do before we got into the OC, even though we do have to get into it soon, um, we would take a quick stop here and watch the teaser. So if you guys want to follow along with us, pause the recording right now. <laughs> and then do what we're going to do, which is Google Riverdale Season 4 teaser. <laughs> and hopefully you find the same thing we did. <laughs> Ah, uh, good, good. <laughs> so- Wait, what? <laughs> no, hold on a second. What? <laughs> so Jughead goes to prep school. Okay, there was 
Oh man, I really hope you also don't just watch that because that was that was a bizarre drug trip we just took. There were so many things that were happening, and it was one thing, it was another thing. Remember when we watched the trailer for like Black Christmas, and I'm like, there was a lot that happened in there. More happened in that. They just showed us some okay. of the entire season. Okay, this season is going to be so disjointed. Um, so here's some elements. In, in case you did not see what we just saw. Jughead, maybe in prep school. Maybe boarding school. Hard to tell. I almost thought college. And I'm like, wait, I thought college was next... Year. Because he's living there, definitely. Cause... Which is why I'm thinking boarding school. Yeah. Um, Fred Andrews, dad. Yes. Archie, and, and we, we, we know it's going to happen. He gets a call, and then, like, Archie does the full, like, drop the phone and, like, drama fall, essentially. But don't worry, because they have replaced our sweet, sweet man, Luke Perry Andrews, with Molly Ringwald Andrews. Yes. Archie makes a community center, Arch- which, well, community center halfway house, because I remember when he said that last season. It's true. Um, but, so it's a community center thing they're going to do. Also connected to some way i think archie's a superhero now and mad dog's a character mad dog doesn't even be a character <laughs> um hiram versus veronica veronica has some right. sort of like weird scandal stuff uh, hiram's like i showed them what you are and i don't even remember that anymore and veronica also still works at pop tates yeah there's one point where she clearly is like hiding from someone in the like the secret entrance to the secret speakeasy also betty is Again, Did you... <laughs> suspicious of any sibling she has. <laughs> My favorite thing is that, he, that is that you... So you hear Charles say, like, essentially, you know, Alice. Alice has gone for three days. She's never been off the radar for this long. The next thing someone says is, why is he even in town still? Because like, he's he just, waiting for Alice. He just, you just told us why he was in t- Like, you gave us... A reason. <laughs> you gave us a reason because his confidential informant, who's also his mom, has is... gone missing... With the rest of the cult. He's concerned. They're, they strangely did not mention, like, the cult or, um... We did uh, not see any Chad Michael Murray. So no Chad M- Michael Murray. We saw, no, we saw the Gargoyle King, like, dress up. We just saw no mention of, gar- of um... No Penelope Blossom. No Penelope Blossom. We saw, um... <laughs> uh, Cheryl is keeping dead Jason maybe in her house. And doing some sort of weird seance with the strange puppet. <laughs> Everyone has sex. Everyone has sex. Um, oh, God. Reggie joyously throws some water on Archie. Oh, yeah, Reggie. <laughs> but also tries to fight Archie. Also does try to fight Archie. And then the final scene is like, like, uh, it's like, uh, like they're in Mexico and <laughs> Betty has a revolver and is spinning the chamber with Al. It looks like it, like all of a sudden we got a, um. Uh, it's like a cartel. Betty and well, Alice it's, it's like they, It's like they accidentally cut in a clip from um, Sicario. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's a clip from um, that movie she's in right now where she plays a hustler. <laughs> Maybe, because there's no way. I'm pretty sure it's called Hustler. I cannot imagine a sequence of events <laughs> that will lead to, that will, I can't imagine a sequence of events that would include all those things. Also, they're going on a camping trip. Also, I, I think because they actually are still shooting, that's not even, like, the end of the season. No, this has got to be, like, the first <laughs> ten episodes. That's the, first, that's the first part of the season is that. And let us not forget, we know how this season ends. <laughs> it ends with them burning Jughead's hat while everyone's covered in blood. Yeah. Yeah. Also something that was not mentioned in the trailer. 
because I don't think they know how they're getting there yet. <laughs> I don't know how Ed, if if you told me that this was like some sort of like anthology series like Black Mirror or each episode is going to be a different theme, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. They're playing different characters every episode. <laughs> but not whatever that was. I was like how they're like, oh man, where's Alice? And then we repeatedly see her in normal situations from that point uh-huh. forward. Oh, she comes back. So that's not going to be a mystery for that long, obviously. But Kevin, if I don't get to see Chad Michael Murray and his sexy, charismatic cult leader life, I'm going to be sad. Well, that's enough, I think, talking about Riverdale. Because you know what? We're going to have to talk about it so much over the next several months. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of that. Let's do the OC. Because we're in the middle of the OC, and this is Season 3, Episode 19, The Secrets and Lies. The Secrets and Lies. This episode starts in Media Res, in the bait shop, where people are having fun. Yeah, it is a bait shop rave of but sorts. You know who's not having? Well, I don't know if they're having fun or not. No, they're, they're, they're definitely have. They're they're doing their thing. It's Seth and Summer, and they're trying to analyze Ryan and Sadie's relationship, like <laughs> like, like detectives would do. <laughs> My favorite thing is Seth being like, "Oh no, they're saying they're taking it slow." You can look at them right. If I did not know who these two people were, seeing them like. Like, they're not play fighting, but they're, like, you know, doing this sort of, like, hand Grabbing, type touching thing. thing. Like, yeah, those two are clearly in a relationship. And did they not... This is the thing. This is going to come up. Didn't they have sex in the last episode? Oh. When everyone was having sex? Mm, I don't know. It's hard to tell from this episode. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Summer does not feel weird about this whole fun stalking. Because uh, she never sees Marissa. Marissa's supposed to stay at her house, but apparently Marissa just hangs out in the trailer being sad. The fact that Marissa is supposed to stay at her house kind of makes Marissa appearing at Matt's that Even much weirder. Because <laughs> there's no way Summer was like, um, I want to hang out with Seth. You can't be in this massive mansion tonight. Yeah, you just be in the other wing of the mansion. <laughs> we'll watch one of the other TVs. Because it turns out they do have their own bedrooms, and we will see this soon. Yeah, so I don't know why Mercer's had to impose herself on Matt, someone who she does not have that close of a relationship with. But, uh, that's not important. What's important is Marissa is all cuddling up next to Voychuk, and he's kissing her forehead. And they're drinking beer, which was very important to me to find out that the bait shop does sell beer. And, uh, Summer also thinks this is important. Cool. The trailer has been utterly destroyed in um, less than a week. <laughs> we went different uh, places, but yes. You, you were giving a time. I was giving a reason. Uh, sex, drugs, and rock and roll have destroyed that trailer. And it turns out Marissa does not have a bedroom. She sleeps on the couch with Wojciech. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I don't it's, understand. It's made clear to me. How Marissa and Caitlin and Julie all lived there. I... Yeah, I mean, I, it's something that I that considering our difficulty with figuring out where people sleep in mansions. I don't know how we. I don't know how we aren't able to figure out where they sleep in a trailer, which is two rooms. <laughs> Why do we care so much about where people sleep? But we care, and you know who else cares? Summer, because <laughs> she shows up and she aggresses all over that door. Oh yeah, and versus like you know you need to hide. Uh, hide Volchuk, and he, like, takes all, you know, like, the bong and the beer and goes running off to the room. So much more than Julie. Marissa is now really leaning into, like, the trailer park 
life. She has destroyed that trailer. I just... Is she wearing more eyeshadow in this scene than usual? Oh, yes. Okay. Well, I think what they're implying is she fell asleep with her makeup on and now it's everywhere. Ah, uh, yes. It just sort of looks like she's done the heavy eyeshadow look. Anyway, Summer completely knows that Boychuck is there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, like, tries to drop some hints and Marissa doesn't seem to want to have anything to do with them. It's, it's, but they're interrupted, of course, as they always are. By both of their parents, calling them at the same time. Because they want to have a family dinner that night at (laughs) 8. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to get more of that unfortunate family dynamic. So uh, Summer goes to sit outside while Marissa cleans herself up. And Marissa's like, it'll just take a moment. Summer's like, absolutely it won't. (laughs) No, because Marissa needs to get very awkwardly and uncomfortably kissed by Wojciech. Who is putting pot smoke inside her mouth (laughs) (laughs) that is the best way to put it Wojciech has somehow become like grosser remember when we thought he was getting better (laughs) he was not he He was was not when did we think he was getting better we thought the show wanted us to think he was better he had all those emotions about Johnny well yeah no the the show did try to but I'm 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 kind of twisting back on the idea that maybe he is just the uh, turnabout's fair play guy. <laughs> well, now the show is like, oh no, look how gross he is. Look at him put that pot smoke inside her mouth. So she's high. Yeah, For bake. school. Ooh. Meanwhile, someone who is not slowly falling apart due to a breakup, it's Ryan. Ryan is very chipper. Ryan has never been this happy when he is like re it. Whenever he's like gotten back together with Marissa again, it's always sort of been this solemn like, yes, this is as it should be. As it must be done according to the scriptures. Even when he got together with uh, Teresa, he was like, hmm. This must... I got some obligations. But with Sadie, he is legitimately, he's like, hey, you know what? Let's go back to the bait shop. Maybe I'll actually dance. Maybe I could dance at the bait shop, Seth. Do you want me to dance, Seth? And Seth's like... I do not. <laughs> and this is Ben McKenzie smiling. And that, he doesn't do that in shows. He's real cute. No, they don't give Ben McKenzie a chance to smile in any show he does. But, but uh, he's happy now. In comes Sandy. And Sandy is not feeling chipper. But then in comes Kirsten. And Kirsten is feeling chipper because she and Sandy have a date night. There's a lot of, like, dynamics and stuff going on here. However, Sandy cannot go on the date for he is too sad. <laughs> Uh, he's got he's you know he's got business stuff to do. Oh, he's got things and stuff, and, and he's got like, dumb things as we're about to learn. So that's like Dad's being real weird. I guess I'm your date. <laughs> I guess I'll be in the plot line, Mom. Let's have a plot line together, Mom. This has never happened before, Mom. <laughs> uh, we have some two quick scenes here. I don't know if there's anything to really mention in them. There's Ryan and Sadie making out in a flipped house. They're gonna have a date night. The house looks great. Uh, then Seth and Summer just sort of talking about hiding Volchuk from Ryan. The only good thing about that scene is when Seth's like, well, Volchuk has a six-pack, which ladies like, which I know, because I have a six-pack. And then Summer responds with, oh, Cohen, those are your ribs. So he just has six ribs, which he should have more ribs. <laughs> yeah, this is very bad. <laughs> that's, that's very few ribs. I also do want to point out that Summer's playing a video game. Yeah, she she has shown that she she does enjoy. She it seems like she likes the classic video games. She's just not as good at them as like the thing is that Sadie could beat Seth at video games, essentially by cheating. And Summer only wants to play Pac Man <laughs> or whatever game they have in there. Super cool. I'm so weird out by the fact that PlayStation has open coffee for its under it. Yeah, its, like they just teams. took it. They didn't even pay for it. Yeah, there's just like. 
They used to pay for it. Yeah, but now it's kind of like a continental breakfast. I'm weird about these rich kids having continental breakfast at their school. Yeah, if you're rich, you should pay for your things. It is con- It actually is a continental breakfast because there's like there's like bananas and, and muffins. Yeah, they just put a continental breakfast up in that in the student lounge. School fees they went up. <laughs> so, other than these unimportant scenes, here's an insane important scene. Who boy, Sandy has come to a decision. Last episode, we saw him ignoring Matt's phone calls. Yes. And that's so he can meet Matt in person and say, yeah, dude, I care about the hospital. I'm firing you. Which prompts Matt to bring up. He uh, knows Seth. He knows Sandy's secrets. Well, that's I don't think he really has anything on. He doesn't have he has sort of the stuff that he did with Sandy on Sandy. But, but that's I think, still Matt. But I don't think that's like really what he's going for here. Really, the focus is elsewhere, which well, what, is... What he says to Sandy is, well, anytime you have to do anything you don't like, you just say it's for the hospital. Don't worry. I'm going to show you what's for the hospital. I know your secrets, and I know Dr. Griffin's secrets. Yeah, I think that is the much more important one here, is that he... that He he really insists that he knows Sandy's secrets, which really stuck <laughs> in my th- craw. I think that's the show trying to, like... Because there are always these addendums on the lines. He's like, oh, yeah, I know about, you know, all the bad things that Griffin has done, and you have done as well. But Griffin, he's done all these bad things, and also, I have things I can do against you. Like, it's it never made clear that he really has it. It's, it's, it's like he needs to make sure this threat is not just towards Dr. Griffin. But if there's one thing we know about Griffin, it's that Griffin is garbage. <laughs> yeah, what, so what does he know about Griffin, Aaron? He's been taking kickbacks for years. What? No. Dr. Griffin... What? Impossible. You mean the guy who held the hospital hostage? The man who said, my daughter is sad, so I will not build a badly needed hospital unless you fire a boy. Unless you fire her ex-boy? That guy? You're saying that guy is corrupt? No. What? No. I will say, in Sandy's defense, he does not even look shocked. He's just like, but Matt, please don't do a narc. How could you know? That's a very serious accusation. <laughs> like, Sandy, you know what he's doing right now is, like, so corrupt. <laughs> you know he's a garbage man. It's like, no one seems to think that what he's doing is, like, and then, so then Matt does his whole, like, ah, oh, well, um, you know, I know I'll tell everything things about Griffin. And you as well. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna do a narc also on you. Also on you. Uh... Which makes him like, well, then now I'm even more sure of this firing because you're standing up against corruption. I think what he, Sandy's mad about, like, why are you throwing me <laughs> under the bus? I haven't done anything bad. <laughs> Let, we're not going to skip ahead a lot, but just a little bit. Um, later when he, like, he sort of gets a message from a, um... Uh, from a newspaper, and they just say the Griffin story. He never had anything. He was never going to do anything to Sandy. He was just weirdly trying to threaten Sandy as well. Because all he could say is like, well, Sandy really <laughs> won the hospital, and he knew the only way we could get it is if we asked my girlfriend to talk to her dad. And he didn't want to throw me under the bus, so he I, asked my girlfriend. I mean, I think he would probably bring up the stripper thing. But Matt organized the I know, that's what I, that's, that's what I mean. Like, I don't... There, it's it's so weird they decided to br- to throw in that he's like oh I also got secrets on Sandy because the no? secrets are on him yeah all right let's uh, head over to the uh, the Cooper Nickel Roberts which is full of champagne even for Summer and Marissa it's okay for them to have a drink this one time because their parents are engaged <laughs> and now they're having fancy drink not you know beer drink 
but yes, it's uh, the Cooper Nickel Cooper Roberts. And is... Summer loves it. Summer is, she's... She has come to terms with she, the situation. Yes, I think that's the best way to put it. She has come to terms with it. She is full in 100%. However, Marissa has reverted to season one, Marissa. And there is no reason for Marissa to behave this way towards her mom. Marissa is so... I don't understand how... Because I'm just thinking what brought to this point was she broke up with Ryan. And now she wants to hang out with Wojciech and get drunk instead of talking to her mom. And her mom is making the mistake of talking to her. I don't know how this... I I, I kind of understand how, how later in her head it turns on Summer... I don't understand how it turned back on Julie. They were getting along before she left. They were getting along for a long it, time. It, it's so bad that Marissa does something that, like, actively made my, I guess, my plight bones creak within my flesh. Which is when, which is when Julie says, ask her a question, and Marissa takes a phone call after the question was asked. She downs <laughs> her entire glass of champagne, takes a phone call, and then says... My friend called. He needs me, which is not demonstrated in the phone call. I <laughs> I do not know what I would do to a human being in that situation. I guess I would try to stare them down until they were turned to ash. I would try to summon some sort of force from my eyes to Which is what to ash them. Julie does and Summer does. Yeah. And Neil's like Oh no, I can't have a bad daughter. <laughs> well, he's like, I don't know what to do with this. This is such a weird thing that's going on here. Julie tries to talk to Marissa. Once again, Marissa has decided Julie is her opponent. And don't get me wrong, Julie has been trashed many times. She is objectively the least trash she's ever been in this scene. Julie has been not <laughs> trash for like episodes. I would say, like, 12 episodes she has not been trash. Yeah, even as she was white trash, she was the least trash. Like, Julie, I don't think Julie has been a bad mom <laughs> this entire season. No, like, like she, like, she's made, she made choices, but she's made choices based on herself. She, like, yeah, it's, it, yeah, no, I don't think I would, I would do anything she said as anything close to, you know, trying to send her daughter off to, like... Inpatient therapy? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Summer... Or, or I mean, no, hang on. At the beginning of the season, I guess there was that one moment where she tried to make Ryan uh, go to jail. Oh, yes. That, But that, is it weird to say, that came and went so fast. And I mean, she did kind of do it for a good mom reason. Yeah, I guess if we're just doing this based on, like mom reasons sure and she's been very supportive of, Mar- of marissa all season all right well marissa heads out and, and summer sends her some real evil eyes as she kisses voychuk then gets on the motorcycle and drives away so now we're in the car after some nope seth yeah and kirsten's date yeah and kirsten did not understand the movie but she liked hanging out with her son yeah uh and like this, this it sort of was a nice like mother son bonding scene, uh, which and which ends with Seth getting a call from Summer. And Summer updates Seth that Marissa is in a slut spiral, which I would say is unnecessarily judgy, but is actually very true. I mean, also that is that is a term used in two thousand and seven. That's a very two thousand seven like. Well, and the thing is, Marissa 
does not really have a reason to be. I mean, she has a reason to be sad, but oh, she the, doesn't have a reason the, to be self-destructive. The, oh, yeah. The, she is, as I said, if this had come out later, she people would be saying, she's full-on Bella Swanning. And she is. Unfortunately, so, her vampire is the bad vampire. Boycha. <laughs> yes. You know. You know, Cam Gigant. Hey, what's his character name? James. James. It's James. James. Right. She picked the bad vampire. Not the good one. Uh, well, so time to lift the cone of silence from Ryan. And tell him about Voychuk, because he will do a stopping. Fortunately, Ryan is doing his own thing, which is trying to have some romantic candlelight sex with Sadie. And we get a really great moment where Seth bangs on the door and shouts, when did this door get a lock on it? <laughs> which is, I mean, true, fair enough. It should which, have had one on there a long time ago. Which begs the question, when Kirsten weirdly came to the pool house last episode, when she was locking up the house, I think I, and was shocked that Ryan was there. I mean, the joke is that Ryan never locks his door. There isn't a lock on the door. No, no. Ryan says in the next scene that he put the lock on the door. Oh, uh, who cares? <laughs> I don't. Anyway, Sadie hears the drama. She appears to accept the drama that Marissa is dating Voychuk. She seems to be really cool about it and leave. We will find <laughs> out. She is not cool about it. Yeah, and there's there's a lot of weird stuff that goes on in this like relationship in this scene that I are in this episode that I guess we'll talk about. I mean, this goes right into Seth essentially talking about Ryan and like trying to see like, Ryan, are you going to do something about this? And Ryan's like, nah, no, dude, not- she's my ex-girlfriend. She makes her choices. I make mine. And mine is to not wreck my current relationship, Seth. Also, also if there's anything I learned from last episode, not my problem. Such a mean is my problem. It's weird the flip-flop on Seth and Summer to go from Ryan, you have to move on and be your own man, to Ryan, please involve yourself in your ex-girlfriend's relationships. Oh, Ryan Wong Kenobi, you're our only hope. Yeah, like you guys can't do. You're still her friends. <laughs> oh, they just want Ryan to do a punch. Unless they do want Ryan to do a punch in Volchuk. Uh, but no, Ryan doesn't want to get involved in this, so. He does not want to do the punch. So, Kirsten and Julie have some cute banter about the wedding while they're packing up the trailer. There's a weird hint uh, when uh, Julie goes, wow, we don't all have, like, a bulletproof relationship like you and uh, Sandy. And Kirsten has this moment where she looks off into the distance. And it's like, no, no, you guys are cool right now. (laughs) Well, apparently not. According to episode. So, uh, this one love feels real and Julie is not going to be a manipulative bitch anymore. Which will make some people sad. Mostly we, me. Yeah. We we get we do get our one last image of dear old Gus just being real gross. He is peeing on Julie's trailer. <laughs> There's so many trailers he could have peed on. Because he drank a bil- big gulp. <laughs> Why did he have to pee on Julie's? <laughs> Why can't he pee inside his own trailer? Or just someone else's trailer. She's clearly moving out. And he thinks that Kirsten's the new tenant. He thinks she's hot. Thanks, Gus. We never knew ye. <laughs> but actually, we knew so much about you. Well, as it turns out, Ryan isn't totally, uh, like, out, like not wanting to be involved, because he does see Marissa at school. Well, you know, he's walking out of a classroom. He happens to glance at her through some, like, <laughs> vertical blinds. I mean, that's how it happened, happened many times. That's her locker, like... But this time... Oh, I guess the reason this time is because she... was she's, not in class. She was not in class. She had missed a test. And he's like, hmm? 
you okay? And she's like, let me drop my flask on the floor. Oh, yeah, Marissa's drinking at school again. I'm, I'm, I knew that the drinking was a problem. It's just, so that's why every time they brought her up drinking, I'm like, isn't this supposed to be, like, a big deal? Yeah, isn't she an alcoholic? <laughs> Turns out she is. They just have, like, been stealthing it for a long time, I think. I mean, the kids have been mostly drinking, like, mocktails and stuff. And they have made a point of telling us that. I guess, Like, yeah. have we ever seen Ryan drink alcohol? Um, uh, probably. Probably not in any big way. Like... Like a beer or, like, a 7 and 7. No, if, I feel like he's a responsible drinker. Anyway, uh... Oh! Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah? Sandy's going to actually confront... Dr. Griffin? <laughs> we have a couple scenes like this, and I don't know how I don't know how these people got to this the situation that they find themselves in, but Sandy is sitting across from Dr. Griffin at the Newport group. And uh, Dr. Griffin gets real aggro and real defensive about there's no way Matt could have secrets about him. Oh, no, there's not true, and if he says anything about it, I'll sue him. And Sandy <laughs> should be like, but you literally just blackmailed me yesterday. Yeah. Sandy, I'm in the business of helping people. I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> Sandy, I didn't become a doctor to get rich. Why would I take handouts? I became a doctor to throw my weight around to my daughter's ex-boyfriends. <laughs> Come on, Sandy. You don't get rich threatening boys. <laughs> All I do is threaten boyfriends. I never use it for any sort of monetary gain. I don't get financial benefits. I just get the joy of making boyfriends scared. Yes, to protect the honor of my fully adult daughter. Who apparently is like a real go-getter in the industry. Maya, Maya's never going to have a, another boyfriend, ever. No, no, because... Because if, if the idea is that, like, you know, everyone knows these people, they're definitely going to hear of the fact that, like... Her ex-boyfriend who broke who broke up with her got his life destroyed. No, no. He did not break up with her. She, she broke, broke up, up with, with him. And she was sad about it, so he got his life destroyed. Yeah, no man will ever <laughs> be in her presence again. No, no. I, I if, if I heard that, it was, I'd be like, I no, I can't deal with this. <laughs> I thought she was pretty, but I can't. She seems nice. She seems smart. She seems like a really, real, real go-getter, I think is the word you use. But her dad has one specific thing he likes to do. And it is to destroy men's lives. However, Sandy decides to give him the benefit of the doubt. Which, I mean, he doesn't really have... Matt didn't show him any evidence. Yeah, Sandy though, has no proof. I feel like Matt could have. Well, we'll find this out. Actually, you know, we'll just skip ahead. Later that night, Sandy discovers Matt in his office, which is weird because Matt doesn't have an office and is supposed to turn <laughs> in his keys. Well, my thing about this scene is that it's supposed to be like, oh, man, what's Matt doing here? This just seems so malicious. What he says is that he's getting his personal files that weren't sent to him, and Sandy doesn't disagree that those are his personal files. However... I would argue Matt has no personal files <laughs> because all his files are files he collected while working for the Newport group. It's so weird. I mean, but he has been doing, he does take those calls where he's like, I'm sorry, this is a client. I have a meeting up in Las Vegas. I do not know how this like, business works. Like, I don't know how the real estate business works. And I'm not entirely sure that the OC does either. <laughs> I'm just saying I cannot imagine that Matt actually has personal files, which is probably why Sandy was like, yeah, we didn't send those to you because they're just business deals. <laughs> well, I, I imagine I for some reason what I imagine his personal files is, is that he literally just like they're all the stuff he got from his private eye. 
Oh. Yeah. So he's an idiot who left that at the Newport group and not at his home. I guess he just trusted the Newport group. But I, once again, I do like the sound. He doesn't say that like, they're not or anything. He's just like, he's like, these are my personal files. I'm going to take them. Sandy just goes, no. <laughs> <He's> like, what? <laughs> yes. They're mine. If you won't let me take them, that just proves that everything I'm saying is true. What? <laughs> I'm going to take down Griffin. And also maybe you. I don't want to commit to this as hard because it's more of just like a thing to increase the drama between our characters. I don't think I really have any sort of like Sa- stuff. Sandy, the writers told me I had to say it, but uh, <laughs> I don't think there's any character motivation for this. Sandy, I'm sorry if my breath smells like Cheetos or all I've been eating for the last 24 hours. I'm going to stop whispering in your ear now, Sandy. So here's an insane scene. Summer walks out of class to find Marissa sunbathing on her car (laughs) and drinking from a flask. At first, I didn't realize that was Summer's car because they not she never makes a move to it until, until the end of the, the scene. Of so the I'm scene. like, is Marissa just drunk on the hood of a car? So Marissa is like really angry that Summer dares to talk to her. Yeah, she's like, like Marissa, don't get drunk at school. And Marissa's like, how dare you? I'm like, how dare you tell me a thing that I shouldn't do? Like when get... I'm doing it on your car. <laughs> you came outside and I was lying on the ho- hood of your car. Passed out drunk, let's be clear. It's true. <laughs> and you dare tell me to not do that? And Summer's like, maybe you shouldn't date boy Chuck. It seems bad for you. And Marissa's like, oh, you're a real Veronica Mars, huh? Ah, you figured it out, did ya? <laughs> when I kissed him in front of you? <laughs> And then I'm we... not hurting anyone. I'm like, yeah, it seems like you are. And then we find out the reason Marissa is upset is because Summer and Seth are dating each other and Ryan has a new girlfriend and Johnny is dead. So what is she supposed to do other than drink and be other... with Floyd? <laughs> Marissa can see no other path in this forest of mystery she's like all around me are faces of people in joy all i can do is get drunk on the hood of a car and make out with this gross man remember when i dealt with all of my issues earlier in the season and applied for college and realized i had a future no because i created a situation in which ryan and i mutually broke up in a respectable way <laughs> like they broke up together. Like and you and she's definitely allowed once again, she's, she's allowed like, to be sad about it. That's fine. Ryan was sad about but it. But this insane spiral of self-destruction akin to the one she did when <laughs> Luke cheated on her. It's it's the, the the stakes are uneven. Yeah, it's the it's it's the kind of thing that, like, what? Remember how we talk about mild, never have a boyfriend. I, I can't like the the thought of being in a relationship with someone like that who reacts to things like that is who just takes things to the extreme. Yeah, like it it is it is, it is bordering on unintentional. Like if if Ryan had not taken this whole like not my problem stance, it is bordering on unintentional abuse. 
because mm-hmm. Ryan, because she's essentially blaming Ryan for blaming everyone else because this is the only thing I can do now. It's the only thing I can do. Because Summer, I'm no one without a boyfriend. <laughs> Ryan has a new girlfriend and Johnny is dead, so I'm no one. I have to be with Boychuck. And I mean, let's be real. There are teenage girls who are like this. But teenage girls who are listening to this podcast right now. You, you, you need to know this is not the outcome. That We're laughing at it because it is so... So ridiculous. And you guys need to know, you can be your own thing. You can be your own person and you can have goals and dreams just like Kirsten, who decided to make a dating (laughs) business and learn how to cook. Kirsten is so many things beyond just Sandy's wife. Though Marissa, I guess now, this is going to become this whole, like, conflict between her and Summer, where Summer has legitimate grievances and Marissa has nothing to stand on. But Marissa wanders off, I guess, not getting a ride home. I presume that's why she was on the hood of the car. That seems accurate. I wasn't sure why, but that's a good reason. So, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. Throughout this week, what made you happy? Well, as some... No, everyone knows, because I put it on Twitter. I went on vacation this week. And yes, I watched Harry Potter, and I hope you all enjoyed my live tweeting. It's a real stream of consciousness. You started real late in the series as well. No, we started early in the series, but then I only decided I should do the live Uh, tweeting later. Because my phone was next to me. I was going to live tweet anything that's going to be the movie Equilibrium, which I watch at least once a year. movie's dumb. You should live tweet it. People like it. (laughs) Anyway, live tweeting was fun, but that's not what brought me joy. This week, I finally caught up on the Adventure Zone Amnesty. Yeah. Because they just finished their second arc. Yep. And I was out in the mountains, going for walks, listening to podcasts. And man, I like some good uh, apocalypse role-playing game. Apocalypse World Uh, is the name of the system they use, I believe. I really like some good old apocalypse world-inspired storytelling, radio drama, as you would. Um, we, I think, like, it was a cultural zeitgeist. A lot of people were super, super, super into balance. Yeah. But they captured, like, the pathos of people really, really well in Amnesty as well. Yeah. So if you have, you know, 36 hours, (laughs) I recommend listening to it. Perfect. You know, catch up before they start a new arc. Kevin, what brought you joy this week? Um, my thing is a lot more simple. Uh, our brother Brian went out to, up to Edmonton to do a race. Yes. Cool. Never know why he goes anywhere. Um, but uh, when he came back, he stopped by uh, the, the that Red Deer Donut Mill. Oh, yeah. Which leads me to a little bit of a story. Me and Aaron went out to up to uh, Edmonton also to see uh, the Greatest Gen do a show. And our plan was, on the way back, to go to the Red Deer Donut Mill. And then we were in Calgary. And we just <laughs> missed Red Deer. I do somehow. not I cannot even I do not even know when we passed Red Deer. I don't know what happened. All I know is we left Edmonton and then we were in Calgary and we did not go to the donut mill. For our listeners who are not Albertans, it is a straight shot from Edmonton to Calgary. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have to take any sort of turns. You drive right through the middle of it. We just missed it. <laughs> yeah, we just did not turn slightly to the right. We didn't turn our heads. <laughs> <laughs> we are locked on the on the big flat horizon. 
So uh, did Brian bring you a donut? You got you brought a donut, yeah. So I had a donut of the donut mill. It was very good. I I, I just like that because it was a fun wraparound <laughs> to the time that we did not go. Well, one day we'll go to Edmonton again. <laughs> what crazy? And maybe we'll get donuts on the way home. So we come back in, and it's Sadie and Ryan having their second attempt at a date at the diner. And there is a weird vibe, a weird vibe where Sadie is angry it does feel like sadie is already disconnecting i i feel like there was a lot of character choices the actress made that the script didn't accurately reflect um because the script seems to reflect fun banter yeah but sadie seems genuinely angry yeah and she she asked something she needs to tell him and then they're interrupted by fallout boy comes in <laughs> and they're talking about marissa and Voychuk. yeah which no, I've never done this with my. I never talked about somebody else's sex life who was because Voychuk's not with them. They're just like, yeah, Voychuk's having sex with Marissa. She's so hot. Voychuk's cool. <laughs> well, I'm like, no human, no, no human male I have met has ever had that conversation. You might talk about like relationships while the person is there, but never as like an outsider. <laughs> Sometimes girls will talk about their friends' relationships, but, like, casually, quietly, you'll never be like, oh, her new boyfriend's so hot. I bet they're having lots of sex. It's weird because there's a lot of, like, the machismo po- uh, posturing that guys do when they're, like, it's the, um, uh, the grease thing. Yeah. Yeah. Except, Except for the fact that never, it'd, be, it'd be like if these guys were singing Summer Love. But Danny is Danny not was a not part of it. There, <laughs> like, and Danny gave them no details. Yeah, they're just. They, can you imagine Summer Love? Just all the greasers just speculating on their heterosexual friends' sex life. Oh, let's make up more. Let's make up more. When, when we when we tend to like assume like to say Reggie is really into Archie, it's because whenever they try to make guys seem like really really like. Close? Like, like, oh, no, no, like, 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 yeah, I guess sort of the close thing, but it, it's, it's the idea of, like, uh, well, how do we, um, rec- like, rec- uh, you know, put this comparison between our, this machismo thing we want to show off with the guys, show that they're, like, jerks, but also show that they really know each other. I know, they'll talk about each other's dicks a lot. <laughs> nope. Nope, that's not how that goes. <laughs> not, I've never had that discussion. And maybe that's just me and my friend group, but it's not a concept I like to imagine occurs. So Ryan tries to ignore this, and Sadie's like, nope, mood's ruined, let's leave. It does seem like Ryan was also, like, not, f- he's like, okay, well, anyway. He's like, uh, thanks, Fallout Boy, be less loud, this is public. But Sadie is very much willing to just pull the ripcord right now. She's like, nope, I'm out. And he's like, okay, let's leave. I would like to deliver a message to the leader of this group. Please do not reflect <laughs> my interest for affection. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't say anything like that, but that is what you hope she will take from it. That's what Ryan says with his eyes, because Ryan would never say that many words. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Sadie disconnects. Ryan does go back in to essentially be like, hey, I want to meet Voychuk at the pier. No further information, but yet somehow Voychuk knows to show up Under during the, the daytime. Yeah, yeah. Just tomorrow. I guess Ryan just been saying they're all day. So Voychuk is Voychuk, and he's like, yeah, I did it. I stole your girlfriend. <laughs> also, I once slept with your other girlfriend, Voychuk. Yeah! And Ryan's like, Voychuk? I don't care. 
<laughs> I just think you should know that your girlfriend is an alcoholic. And she's having problems. But that's your problem. So goodbye, please, sir. Please take care of her. Good Goodbye. And my favorite <laughs> thing is the look on Wojciech's face is like, this isn't usually what happens when I sleep with guys' girlfriends. What's happening? What's going on? He's trying to cuck me. He's trying to cuck me back. What? Am I an adult now? Oh, no. <laughs> no. No. This can't be. I refuse. <laughs> uh, oh, man, let's get into this weird, like, posturing fight. So Summer and Marissa go poolside from different doors in their new house, which is the Roberts house. They they, en- they enter this pool space like boxers entering a ring where they both come in from opposite sides and walk toward. I was super weirded out by this bizarre breakfast that was all set up for them until the parents arrived. I'm like, for some reason that makes it less weird. So the parents decided to organize a lovely family breakfast, yeah. but Summer and Marissa are having none of it. And then Julie shares... That she would like them to have a family dinner. That they will make a weekly tradition? I thought she said daily. No, no. She says weekly, which is insane. <laughs> because these are children. And you can make your children eat dinner with... I understand. I think it's more of, ne- I think it's more of like a Neil thing. I don't think it is. <laughs> I think it's a rich person thing. Okay, it might be a rich person thing. Um, I'm sorry, but like, even if he's a d- doctor, you can still have family dinner without Neil. And for the weeks that he's on call, he's not there. And then for the weeks that he's or on service, and the weeks that he's just on call or he's not on service, then he can eat dinner with them every night because they're a family. And these are children who do not have <laughs> extracurriculars. Um, I'm sorry, no one's in drama club, no one's in cheerleaders, no one's anything. I mean, technically they are on the planning party committee. I don't know if Marissa got back on it, but Summer definitely is. But like... Maybe this is Julie just making like, like, yes, I realize that Marissa will always just vanish off somewhere. We can probably do about once a week, though. That seems likely. So, uh, they're going to talk about uh, news of the day at this dinner that they'll have. Cool. and so yeah, this this does continue on the fight where Marissa is really trying to like throw stuff at Summer, but she's got nothing. Like Summer's like, oh yeah, Marissa will have a lot to tell you, and so, and Summer Marissa's just like, Daddy's girl. Goodbye. Yeah, make the make the dessert your dad asked you to make <laughs> that he really likes and he enjoys, and he <laughs> and you seem to enjoy doing that for him. Yeah, all you be happy with each other. How dare you have healthy relationships? I'm gonna go have an unhealthy relationship. But first. Ryan goes to visit Sadie. Unfortunately, Bob is there. <laughs> yes, there is a... That is not a Bob, by the way. That is a ham, handsome young man. That is a Robert, at least. Or Maybe a Rob. Rob or yeah. Robbie. Yeah, that's not a Bob. Anyway, Bob, a handsome young man, is there doing some measurements. <laughs> because he is the next door neighbor and has chosen to buy the house that day. I'm confused is he gonna reno the house again why was he measuring the counter and also say he's like oh you gotta fix the shower wait you ran out the counter you couldn't fix the shower what <laughs> bob got a bad deal on this house say <laughs> there's no reason for you to do what you just did with that counter why couldn't you also fix the thing that needed to be done well, anyway, Sadie was gonna tell Ryan that the house was sold if he would even listen to her. 
What? He was definitely engaged in that conversation until she decided to pull the ripcord. But this all leads up to, which is what I think this is what the actress was actually acting, was that Sadie, as we said, mentioned before, but we kind of convinced ourselves out of it. Sadie doesn't live there. <laughs> Sadie was planning on leaving, and it's it's fine that they didn't. And, you know, you can date with someone for a very short time just and, being casual. But and it's, also, it's very easy to get caught up in something and not think about the future. It's a little bit weird that that, that has never been mentioned before this moment that, yes, repeatedly, Sadie will be leaving. Well, and then Sadie kind of attacks Ryan about it, and she's like, what? What am I supposed to do? Find an apartment? Follow you to college? What? You didn't think about the future because you weren't ready to think about the future. Whoa, Sadie. <laughs> okay, settle down. You also did not think about the future when you were like, hey, Ryan's cute. I would like to have sex with him. <laughs> and wasn't you could just have, like, like fun while you're in town, like, th- like this, this is the one moment type thing. But... To but to act like it's like to act like Ryan was a dick about the whole thing, whereas Sadie, I'm sorry, you also could have had a conversation with him. You you could have at you could have at any time before. What we learn the day before you leave, and like Ryan, I know Ryan gets distracted by things, yeah. but Ryan has also been very clearly all in. Yeah, and since you said. Like, Do you want to be all in? Yeah. <laughs> he got all in. Man, it's – and it's going to get a lot weirder when we, re- when we like, revisit this. Because what Ryan takes from this and what he's ca- talking with Seth is the next scene is where he's like, man, I can't ask Sa- Sandy to move here and change – Sadie to move here and change her whole life. I mean, that will be crazy. And I'm like, wait, was that the issue we were going towards? Are, were you supposed to ask her? Because it sets like, oh, but hey, me, me, Ryan, you were like, you were willing to go move back to Chino to be the girl who might have had your kid. You always did these things for, uh, for Summer. Oh, no, for, um, for Marissa. For Ryan, you're always all in. Why wouldn't you go all in with Sadie? And he's like, oh, you're right. I should go all in. I'm like, when was this in the, what? <laughs> when was the issue that Ryan wasn't all in? When was this? What? <laughs> like, you, at, a, at this moment, I'm like, you're, you, Clearly, you two are, un- are you know, misunderstanding what the issue is. And also, Ryan and Sadie should have had a discussion at some point earlier than this. I agree. Now time for another dinner where I do not know what led them to this dinner, but Sandy and Griffin are once again talking about Matt. <laughs> Having a romantic small table beachside meal. Oh, yeah. They're, they, they, these two should be holding hands. Um, Sandy is very worried about what Matt will do. And Dr. Griffin is like, Sandy, you've been handling this for too long. You're too stressed out. I, I've made you stressed out. I've let you handle this. Don't worry, Sandy. I'ma handle this now. And, and Sandy is not suspicious enough. That this is so bad for another human being to say to another human being. Alright, let's uh, head over to more Summer and Marissa time. Where it turns out that they have different bedrooms with a shared bathroom. Why didn't Marissa... Why Why did Marissa stay in Summer's room? Because she couldn't sleep alone. Too many nightmares. Right. <laughs> so they have a confrontation. Marissa's room is very messy and Summer feels weird about it. Yeah. Marissa... But she doesn't tell her. She just feels it. Yeah. Well, Marissa doesn't want to go to family dinner. So Summer has to call the only one who can help her, Seth. And Seth explains to Summer that he can't activate Ryan's savior complex right now. Also, he has to hang out with his mom tonight. <laughs> Which unfortunately means that that dinner is just like three quarters of a family dinner. And 
for all like the awkwardness of it, Summer is like doing a real good job of being like, Julie, I'm fine with you being my stepmom. Julie, you want to talk about current events, so allow me to try. Yeah, because Julie does feel like it's her fault because Marissa has done nothing to dissuade Julie of the thought that it's her fault. Well, and Neil, who is usually pretty good, does go, well, I don't know. When Marissa lived here before, she never missed family dinner, which we had every night, Julie. It does seem like that is Neil just not thinking of the power of his words. Which, I mean, is on brand for Neil. <laughs> yeah, nothing of the power of his words. Yeah. He, the next is on brand where he's like, I'm going to say something very matter-of-factly. What do you mean you took this the wrong way? I don't understand. <laughs> you took does... what I said literally? Wait, no. <laughs> I was just stating a fact in the in an unbiased way. How is this a bad thing? <laughs> Julie, I'm a scientist. <laughs> I'm a scientist of the face. <laughs> so, uh, Voyachuk and Marissa have a sad bonfire. Marissa is sad because she had a fight with Summer. And Voychuk asks a lot of questions like, why are you sad? You fight with your mom all the time. Oh, you're sad because you had a fight with Summer. Who's Luke? <laughs> and Marissa is suspicious that he has questions. Can we talk a little bit about, this, about the history that we just learned of Luke, Summer, and Marissa? That uh, Summer and Luke were engaged when they were in grade two. Now, I understand that is just kid engaged. But then she does say, and apparently without any, like, self-consciousness, says, the last time Summer was mad at me was when I, when I sat with Luke at the back of the bus in the fifth grade. Instead of sitting with Summer. I'm like, well, so uh, yeah, you... then you immediately after that, you said that they were, you know, they were second grade engaged. But... So you're telling me that you stole you, Summer's you, first love. You stole Summer's first love, and you do not see, like the, you do not see the the thread there. Like it seems like she doesn't understand why. It's like, oh, Summer was just jealous that I had a boyfriend. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> no. This scene is also very nuanced because I think Voychuk is actually just asking questions because he I is think, not pure garbage i think he's reflecting on what ryan says but he reflects on it for about a second and then well then marissa <laughs> informs him that if she wanted to be treated well she wouldn't be with him oh never say that to never never how that be a thought that passes through your head and down to your lips and out your mouth i'm not gonna talk to women here because i'm a dude but i am gonna say don't <laughs> Yeah, never say that to anyone, because you know what happens? Voychuk does coke. Voychuk says, do you want to do some coke? Because I don't like Voychuk. Voychuk is pure human garbage, but I feel bad for him in this one scene. Marissa's like, no, I want garbage. And he's like, oh, I'll show you garbage. Oh, you don't want me to be vaguely nice like a human would be? I showed you the barest, the barest amount of Voychuk kindness. The... The the thinnest form of kindness. The crepe of kindness. I asked you two questions about your life. Not even like what, just, just like, hey, don't you always fight with your mom? Who is Luke? I didn't say, Marissa, share with me your hopes and dreams. But you said you don't want that. So instead, let's do cocaine. Speaking of escalations. Oh, so it turns out the the fun date Kirsten had in mind. Is A.A. Now, Kirsten gets a little bit, like, forceful with Seth, like... Well, because Seth freaks out, which is reasonable for well, Seth. It's, in my head, I'm like, uh, Kirsten, you you can't just jump this thing on Seth. I understand you wanting him there, but, like... 
the thing is, Seth is Seth. Seth <laughs> thinks that things can magically get fixed. We saw this. He thought yeah. if they just loved Kirsten enough, she would stop being an alcoholic. Yeah. So Seth, I think, genuinely has no idea that she has to continue going to AA yeah. for however long it takes her. And it, and it would and and I I agree that like this is a good thing for for, for Kirsten. Seth. Yeah. I don't like her essentially like tricking him going to me something that he's clearly would be uncomfortable with being a 16 year old boy who has to face that his parents aren't perfect human beings and a 16 year old boy who genuinely thought <laughs> that it was just like he had no idea she's been doing this yeah. for nine and, months and she and she gets kind of like at him of being like oh well you never wanted to hear this and like you said you didn't want him to hear this like, yeah like originally you didn't you didn't let him visit you at at rehab because you never saw her at rehab yeah. ever so i don't so yeah i don't like i don't like her essentially tricking him into going to it and her and her only her only she's like well if i told you you wouldn't have went i'm like you True. didn't know that but but she didn't know that she made a she made an assumption and but to be fair, it this turned, is the least yeah. unreasonable thing that any adult has ever done <laughs> with Seth freaking out. Yeah, like like this this is this is an accurate like this is a pure reaction from a lot of people. I'm uh, about it, but it's complex and things are allowed to be complex. And this is probably an accurate depiction of such things. Yeah. Which I mean, to be fair, Marissa's insanity is not necessarily inaccurate. We've just had so much of it, and I'm just so tired of it. Yeah, if this if this was, like, the first time we'd ever seen Marissa do this stuff, we'd be like, oh, man, look at this character thing. But now we're like, oh, man, look at how this character has not changed in three years. Marissa learns nothing and grows not at all. And everyone tries to change around her. So, uh, Mac comes home. We talked about this. He has a message on his phone. It's from the reporter. He also has a message from Sandy that's like, Matt, please, Matt, Matt. But that's not the crux of the scene. No. It's that Matt... Gets roughed gets up. Gets home invaded. <laughs> He's like, oh, take whatever you want. And they're like, we're not here for your stuff. And I'm like, oh. I guess you want to make it clear why you're beating someone up. But then they do wreck his stuff. They, do, they, wreck, his, they wreck his stuff. They beat him up. And it's like, oh, man, who are these people? Why are they there? What's going on? Well, you know what? We'll just skip ahead because it's not that important. Sandy shows up and Matt's like, or Sandy's like, oh, my God, why were you home invaded? And Matt's like, as if you didn't know. <laughs> what? Griffin? What? Crazy. Matt, he would never. No. What? What? You mean the guy? The, the guy who was willing to put put people's lives at risk to get make his daughter's boyfriend and then to also openly admit that and take kickbacks from vendors he would hire what no matt never he's a doctor <laughs> he told me he was which is fine once again if matt had evidence i feel like he should have like been like sandy also evidence and then sandy would have been like Oh no, moral quandary. Quandary. I need the hospital, but also a bad man. I feel like if they just get Griffin fired, I mean, the next person would be like, "All right, let's build the hospital. I don't care. We need a hospital." <laughs> like it's like if Griffin is no longer there, there's like no more hospital that like there's a there's board. There's no more board. <laughs> the board of the people. Well, even then, they're like, "Like, well, we can't go with you. That was that was Griffin's decision." <laughs> But then Sandy would be like, well, I wanted to build the hospital, but at least someone's building the hospital. <laughs> so the Griffin is like, no, no hospital. <sighs> All right, Ryan, 
goes to Bob's house. Let's be clear. Yep. He goes to what was once Johnny's house. And then was Sadie's house. And now it's Bob's. That's Bob's house. Because Sadie left hours ago for Oregon. Yeah. She just left. The next day. Just gone. (laughs) Because Ryan didn't want to listen. And I can't. I can't figure. I can't figure out what's going on. Also, like, I feel like I know a little bit about buying a house. And it's <laughs> insane that he bought the house yesterday. Oh, Aaron, he's turning that house into, like, a meth lab. He paid for it in cash. How'd you get possession that quickly? Lawyers. Lawyers, Kevin. They pay, paid for it in cash. He, he The reason he was measuring those counters is for where he's going to put the lab up. Accurate. So Ryan takes his turn at the sad lifeguard stand. And Marissa wanders by, and then she's like, oh, no. Uh, oh, oh, geez. It's like, oh, well, I just heard you were spending your time under the pier. And Marissa's like, you also have emotions? D- didn't you see that I, 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 I put myself on the schedule? I put myself on the Google calendar so that I have the sad lifeguard stand? Look at your phone. Look at your phone, Marissa. So that I, I, I get the sad lifeguard stand today. You've, you've had it for the past night, for the last, like, three weeks. You've been so sad. I booked four hours. <laughs> but I booked four hours of the sad lifeguard stand. And Marissa, just so you know, you're only supposed to book four hours at a time, but I let things slide. <laughs> I could have told the librarian. <laughs> the, the, the beach librarian. Yeah. I had in her books under the sand. <laughs> it's a book through, like, the Central Council of Libraries. <laughs> it's an outpost. I'm looking for a copy of The Three Musketeers. Ah, oh, it's right here. Dig, 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 dig. Pfft, there you go. <laughs> and everything's wrapped in plastic. I, anyway, Marissa is thrown by the fact that Ryan's sad. Yeah. That's the scene. Yeah. Uh, we, we go we go to the AA meeting a little bit, and we learn the, really the reason this was going on. So Kirsten could, like, essentially say, like, Seth, Seth is the reason that this is happening, because he was so sad. And Seth's so like, I was sad. Also, I thought that alcoholism was magically fixed. But, Mom, I appreciate that you're doing hard work every day. <laughs> Great work. Yeah. All right, uh... Marissa, apparently, upon seeing that Ryan has feelings... Decided to go to the bus depot, which is where... Okay, no, I think Marissa went to all of the ways out of Newport. And then the Greyhound, you know, where the pores go. I think she's just boat. Like, anyone other than her dad left (laughs) left Newport in a boat. Seth left on a boat. Ryan tried to leave on a boat. Now people do keep trying to leave on boats. (laughs) Yeah, only one. Person, it's actually reasonable. Yeah, only one person se- successfully permanently left on a boat. That was her dad. So but anyway, we learned that she doesn't think Sadie should leave, and Sadie's like, "Well, Ryan didn't try to stop me." Yeah, this is what gets me. I'm like, wait, that was the issue. That wait, Ra- Ryan should have been psychic and known you were well, leaving. Knowing that Ryan did try to stop her, it's like she's angry that he didn't try to stop her twice. Because he was like, because he was like, oh, I don't, you know, I was kind of hoping that, you know, you wouldn't, like, oh, you're leaving? I don't I, want I, to. I thought we could go for dinner tomorrow. And she's like, no, no, you have to, you did it once. You have to do it again. That's how my curse can be defeated. The problem is, she's been in Newport for too long. I was just wondering if I missed the point of that scene. Probably wanted to go back and see if, like, No, I... he did, in fact, say, I just want dinner. Can we go for dinner tomorrow and try? And she's like, no. No, you did not say in absolute words, I want you to move here. <laughs> and she never gave him a chance to. <laughs> She's like, no. oh. He, uh, he, it, it's, oh Even God. Marissa is like, no, he did try. He just came a few minutes too late, dude. <laughs> this, this, also, this is an ongoing thing that Sadie, like, wants to pull that ripcord so quickly that I almost hope he becomes a character point because 
the amount of times that she's just like, well, I'm out. Like her, her and Ryan at the um, at you know having sex in the in the beach house. Uh, once there's a little Volchuk thing, she's like, well, I guess I gotta leave now. Well, and like she clearly just wants to go home to Oregon. <laughs> yeah, but she also wants Ryan to tell her not to go to Oregon. I don't know. Speaking of people telling people things, Julie and Neil are canoodling on the couch, and he informs her. Oh, no, he doesn't inform, he inform her. He says, You are aware. <laughs> you are aware that this engagement is just a trial, right? Once again, he's saying something that makes a lot, and is true, but... They have to see how their families can combine. <laughs> but, in, but once again, in the worst way possible, he just, he, he's like, I just stated a fact. This is a trial. We're essentially seeing how our how our families combine because we've both been divorced before and we don't want to take our kids through another divorce. But the way he phrases <laughs> he it phrases as, <laughs> I am testing you, Julie, and your garbage daughter is going to wreck everything for you. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just some, just a human being who has no, like, concept of the, like, the way his words because even leaves it being like oh no 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 i don't mean anything like like, like it's a test for I, all i'm of not us. punishing you anyway i have i'm gonna go get a drink gonna go get like a drink or something i'll be back in two minutes <laughs> and summer comes in and she's like oh dear god julie i need to explain something about my dad <laughs> julie you're great our families are good don't my, worry my uh, my dad is a very smart doctor and a very dumb person <laughs> julie don't listen to anything that he says. <laughs> I will keep you around. It's worth it's worth noting that his patients are unconscious 85% of the time he works with them. So he doesn't have to really talk to them. And Julie responds with, dude, I, I, I know your dad. I know what he does. However, I'm very worried about Marissa. Yeah. And Summer's like, yeah. I like the, this image of, like, after, you know, Dr. Neil does, like, a rhinoplasty or something, he just goes, ah, yes, your nose is different now. Or he's like, ah, much better. And they're like, oh. What? what? Oh, no. <laughs> no, I mean, like, you, I did the work. I'm very good at my work. I'm gonna get a drink now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back in two minutes. All right, uh, Mar- speaking of Marissa having problems. Marissa tries to order a vodka soda at the bait shop and they want her ID. And she says, I literally drink here all the time. God. Yeah, but only when Voychuk's guys pay. I can't say no to him. He'll sleep with my girlfriend. <laughs> and that's a scene. I just love that they did a scene where Marissa gets carted and she she reacts the way that everybody who, who gets carted and doesn't want to get carted acts. She's like, well, you always do this. He's like, nope. And then she's like, well, I used to... I used, I used to, to date the manager. I used, to, I used to date the manager. What she does say is, I used to date the former manager. Yeah, because Alex is not there. And, he, and he's like, nope. And she's like, oh, come on, man. I have a really bad time. I really need a drink. He's like, yep. <laughs> yeah, me too. Goodbye. Boy Chuck is going to sleep with my girlfriend if I don't give him drinks. <laughs> Goodbye. Or... Does Voychuk hang out with a group of 22-year-olds who think the 17-year-old is really cool? I was trying to figure out if Voychuk was 21. Does that mean Sadie's 21? No, I, I don't think Sadie's 21. I think I thought Sadie... Is basically the same age, just graduated. Yeah. Also, Voychuk needs to stop sleeping with 17-year-olds if he's 21. I don't know. It's not made clear. It's not, like, this this bartender, like, number one, the, the bait ships apparently sells underage kids, except for when they don't want to, or if it's Voychuk, because he will sleep with your girlfriend. <laughs> so they only sell alcohol to Voychuk. <laughs> Who also may be a 25-year-old man. But also Seth got drunk there once. Yeah, this, I don't, it, it <laughs> It's fine. <laughs> 
So Ryan arrives home and he is not instantly suspicious that all of the blinds are pulled down at the pool house. No, Sadie has apparently set the scene. And also, so going on the idea that Sadie apparently has no patience at all, she literally sits there, Ryan comes in and is like, oh, Sadie's here, put down his bag, and then she goes... Ah, the bus could get another next bus in an hour. Yeah, he was not instantly happy enough. And this is Ryan. Like, well, he is as happy as Ryan well, gets. I mean, I'm pretty sure. He just, he didn't say anything in two seconds. And she's like, well, clearly this is a failure. But Sadie, don't worry. Ryan puts his mouth on hers to make her stop overreacting. Never, once again, never saying, I want you to move here. So I guess he still has to, maybe to do it three times. Oh my God. Maybe this will be another episode <laughs> of this nonsense. Well, no, Ryan, I need you to specifically say these words to break the curse. Ryan, will I stay? Like, like if, if she has not figured out by this point that he wants her to stay. She, she dumb. Yeah. But speaking of dumb, Marissa uh, stumbles along the beach looking for vodka, and instead she <laughs> what? Fa- <laughs> okay, well, sure. She didn't get the vodka at the bait shop. Oh, that's true, right? But she what she finds is not vodka, but Voychuk and the boys. Follow boy is there having a happy bonfire, and Voychuk has coke. And she does <laughs> that coke, and then she's sad. Yeah, Marissa just just like someone's like ah, just give me the cocaine, and then she does coke and. Like, ah, uh, uh, cool. Great. That's Man. where this show is going. Marissa, you're right. It does suck when you break up with your boyfriend. <laughs> I'm just going to say, like, I know Coke's an illegal substance. It's okay if you do it sometimes, but not if you do it when you're sad. Doing well, I mean, some sort of substance that alters your consciousness when you're sad? Not well, I mean, also, even when Marissa does legal things, it doesn't work out for her. Like, she she can't do anything. She, she, she is, she has the personality of over-imbibing. She's someone who could get drunk off of water, which you can do. I mean, well, by that, I mean, you die. She will overdose on that vitamin C. <laughs> like, oh, I don't want to get scurvy. It's going to keep drinking orange juice. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Uh, she, no, she's just crushing up vitamin C pills and just like <laughs> just throwing them in water. Just rubbing them on her gums. I don't want my teeth to fall out. I love my teeth. Ah, if I do this, I can't be a pirate and join Johnny at the sea. Well, she has to be a pirate wench. Pirate wench has all her teeth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. If you're a pirate, take your vitamin C. Put it on your gums. No, eat it through oranges. So, Aaron, yes, throughout this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Did I find a CW moment? Did I find a moment where drama was just having logic? Ah! Did I find a moment where logic was just having a really, really sad day, so they decided to mainline some vitamin C and become their arch nemesis, their secret alter ego, drama? Okay, yeah, I guess that happened in this episode. Marissa did that. Yes, she switched her up to her alter. Just tell me what you, what you found. Uh, my CW moment was the moment when Sadie inexplicably hated her date with Ryan <laughs> even before Fall Out Boy showed, showed up. 
Yeah, she has some real weird disconnect, I think, between acting choices and script. Because here. the last time we saw her, she was, like, really cool with the fact that Seth interrupted their sex time and spoiled the mood. And now, rage. I also saying, like, like, I understand maybe if maybe the sex won't happen because the mood's been broken. But I just figured, figured she had to leave because Ryan didn't leave. Ryan stayed there. And Ryan was not engaged with the Wojciech conversation. He did not want Seth to do that. Ryan never engages with any of that stuff. It's just Sadie, want, once again, like, if she doesn't get in... In this in this episode only, when if Sadie doesn't get instant gratification, she disconnects so fast. To the point that I thought it was going to be the plot point. I thought that was where they were going. That she was going to be scared of how close she and Ryan were getting, so Ab- she was just doing stuff? Absolutely. Which it might still be next episode, because this this show does a lot more of carrying on stuff mm-hmm. from, like, two, in two episode arcs. But, hmm. We'll see. Weeks from now. Weeks. Kevin, did you find a CW moment? I have a CW moment, but I couldn't figure out which moment this specifically should be in. Mm. So I'm going to sort of do the com- combination of the two scenes, but it's the same moment. Okay. It's the whole thing where Marissa's, like, again, drunk on the hood of the car, and then she says to Summer, like, oh, you figured out me and Voychuk are, uh, a couple? You know, are a couple. And and even Summer's like, like you know, I saw you at, uh, at the bait shop, and um, I knew he was at your trailer, but neither of them say that also, last night, you kissed him, then made direct eye contact with me. Like, it's not... Yeah, it's not a mystery. <laughs> it's not a mystery. I don't know why they're making it seem like like this confrontation is the first time that was ever revealed. Like, Marissa, like, she, at the point she knows that Summer knows. Well, and it could have just been, like, a, cle- like a subtle rewrite of the line where Summer's like, and I know it wasn't just last night. Like I know these things have been going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, could have been that. Literally one different line. Or, or it could have just been like that. The that the crux scene is more of that. Summer's also like, like also, like, you know, also you're clearly hiding him from me. Yes. <laughs> like, but you know, I saw you. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of things there, but to act in this scene like Summer had just figured it out off of these clues and not the direct eye contact to her and Marissa made, not but twelve hours earlier. You know what, Marissa drunk. Yeah. Oh, well, that's that's the OC, and that's the last we're going to get of it for... Some time. I mean, who knows? Who knows when those breaks are going to... It could be six weeks, and then they're going to take a break. And I'm just going to say, we're going to put this out here. You can tell us if you don't want this. But if Riverdale is doing, like, a one-week break, it gives us some real whiplash to go into OC Riverdale, OC Riverdale. Yeah. So if it's a one-week thing, maybe we'll find something else. Maybe we'll watch the pilot of Nancy Drew. Maybe we'll do... Something, but when we get a substantial break, oh, that OC is coming. Yeah, as we we got six more episodes, so that would be we need to get six weeks in there, and they've taken four, not four, three weeks breaks. They take four weeks at Christmas. That's true. So I mean, it might be a while, but as I said, our we Riverdale's coming back, and we we can't just push that away. That's that's important. That's our bread and butter. I mean, we just saw, we just watched that trailer where there was like, for some reason, they're like down in. Mexico or something. I don't know. That's weird. We gotta watch it so we know. I, I, they can't have that scene where Archie somehow, like, gets a superhero suit and a mask and then have that be the beginning of that trailer and then not make any indication of what the F was going on. I will do a prediction right here, right now. 
Archie has a superhero costume because that's the thing he uses to publicize his halfway house gym community center. Um, I actually think it's probably Halloween because you see um, uh, was it you see you uh, Tony Topaz is her name. Tony Topaz and Cheryl dress up as Harley Quinn and Poison, Poison Ivy. Ivy. True. So I think maybe it's gonna be a Halloween thing where he's like he dresses for the Halloween and then he beats some guys up and decides he's gonna go off and do it again. <laughs> hey, we'll get to see Archie as pure heart. The purest of heart. I mean, that's really, I imagine the ideas, they're, the, the thing they're going to go off of is pure heart. Where his power comes from having a pure heart. <laughs> I don't care what you say. Archie Andrews of the comics didn't have a pure heart. He, although, was, he was a sweet boy, but he also could not decide between which girls he wanted to bang. Although Archie Andrews on the TV show, purest heart. And just, despite all attempts at otherwise. People just tried to corrupt him and he's like... But no. What if you didn't? Uh, so you so uh, you also think that the, that the very first scene is going to be the thing where he gets the call. I'm mean, not the first scene. It's going to be a it's going to be a creepy teaser, and then they're going to have the scene with Archie getting the call about his dad. No, I think the Luke Perry episode is like episode two, mm. episode three. Now what's going to happen to the pilot? <gasps> we'll see. Yeah. Well, if you uh, if you want to see, you should. Join us when we get back to it. And you should tell all your friends and family. You should give us a rating, review, subscription on Apple Podcasts or Google Play or Spotify, wherever you find us. And when you do some live tweeting, you should take us in your live tweets because we would love to hear them. It is all podcast MOA, podcast MOA, and you can also email us with things you'd like us to do, podcastmoa at gmail.com. And we'll see you next week for Riverdale. Riverdale. Will Sandy now stand up for Matt? Can Marissa be a part of the Cooper Roberts clan? What happened in that trailer? Like, what happened? For answers to all this and more, like, literally, join us next week on Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A Teen Drama fan cast? 